Good evening, everyone. My name is Allison Dijak, and welcome to On the Scene, your weekly source for KW music, arts, film, and event listings on Midtown Radio. Every week, we'll be here chatting about all of the local happenings in KW for the coming weekend. From DJ sets to comedy shows, live music to burlesque and drag, movies and more, we'll be chatting all about it here on On The Scene. We want to begin by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee and Neutral people. We are grateful to be using this space this evening and recognize the enduring presence of First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people still gathering, living, and working in this area. Now this show will be live every week, every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m., and we'll be checking out some different locations all around Kitchener-Waterloo. Tonight, we are broadcasting live on location from Jane Bond in Uptown Waterloo. Always a fun spot for live music, DJ sets, great vegetarian food, fun drinks, and good vibes all around. So there's lots to look forward to in our show tonight. This week, at, this week on the scene is welcoming three special guests. First, we'll be chatting with local comedian Ben McKay. He is a Kitchener resident that has done shows all across the country and is going to be hosting Jokes at Jane's this weekend, Jane Bond's monthly Sunday night comedy show. In the second half of the show, we'll sit down with Wendy and Zach from Blue Freezy, a local punk rock duo formed earlier this year. They're performing at the Yeti Bar tomorrow night, so we're going to hear all about their upcoming show. Also, we'll of course be giving you a full events rundown of all of the awesome arts and culture events happening around town this weekend. We've got tons of scary movies to get you into the Halloween spirit and another Pinch Cabaret happening this weekend. What's Pinch Cabaret? Stay tuned to find out. Lots of fun stuff to talk about throughout the show this evening, so we're really looking forward to the next hour. So we're going to jump right into our local music here. Midtown Radio proudly broadcasts over 150 local musicians from the Waterloo region on our station. So let's get some of that great music going. Our first song of the night comes from Maddie Holden. She's a local singer-songwriter and released her first song earlier this year in May. This is her single, When You Come Around. When you come around, when you come around. 
You just heard When You Come Around by local singer-songwriter Maddie Holden here on midtownradio.ca. If you're just joining us, welcome back to On the Scene on Midtown Radio. My name is Allison Dijak, and we have an awesome show in store for you. Over the next hour, we'll be talking all about local arts and culture events going on in KW. And later in the show, we'll be chatting with Kitchener comedian Ben McKay and local punk duo Blue Freezy about some upcoming shows they have going on. But before we dive into our interviews, let's chat about what's going on in KW this weekend. So I have three things I want to highlight for you tonight. The first one is that there is a maker's market happening at Arabella Park Beer Bar this weekend. So that's going to be on Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5 p.m. each day. Now, if you haven't been to Arabella Park Beer Bar, you need to go. It's in Belmont Village. It features a ton of awesome craft beer and cider taps. They also just have a lot of fun drinks in general, a lot of non-alcoholic beverages, kombucha, lots of fun stuff. It's a great vibe there. And I feel like bringing in all these local craft and artisan vendors just feels like the perfect fit. So over the two days, the Saturday and Sunday, they're gonna have 12 different local vendors. Um, some of the people they'll have there, Abby Darling Customs, Lay in Stitches, Mac Made, Smiles Apparel, Lost Lola Vintage, Hush Puppy Designs, and a ton more. So I don't know, maybe you're looking to do some Christmas shopping a little early, or just wanna check out some nice locally made goods, definitely check out Arabella Park this weekend. The second event that has caught my attention is spooky Saturday night movies at The Civil. So The Civil is a great pizza joint uh, in the tannery in downtown Kitchener on Victoria Street. And usually they don't do movies, but for the month of October, they've been screening different Halloween classic films every Saturday night at 10 p.m. after they're done their dinner service. So there's two more left that you can hit up. And every, every night for the movies, they have fresh popcorn, cocktails, pizza as well and they say all the campy goodness anyone could want. <laughs> Space is always limited. It's not a huge restaurant so you can pick up your tickets by dropping by the Civil and grabbing some tickets in person and I looked up a picture of their event last week on Instagram and honestly it looks so so cool. They have this big projector over their kitchen window so it's sort of like you're watching the movie and also there's like a pizza kitchen in the background. So super unique experience, uh, should be a lot of fun. This Saturday, they are showing Friday the 13th, the 1980 edition. And then next weekend, they're showing Gremlins. So the show always starts at 10 p.m., tickets are $5 and you can head to the Civil to grab a ticket. Make sure you save your spot. The last event that I want to uh, give a little bit of attention to here is happening at the KW Little Theater on Saturday night. So that's in Uptown Waterloo, and they're going to be presenting That One Act Thing, which is a combination of two one-act plays put together, separated by an intermission. So you get two stories in one night. You get the first show is going to be the Brothers Grimm Spectaculathon, <laughs> which is a fast-paced, rollicking ride of two narrators and several actors attempting to combine all 209 stories, ranging from classics like Snow White, Cinderella, Hansel and Gretel, to bizarre, obscure stories from the Brothers Grimm like the Devil's Grandmother and The Girl Without Hands. So that's gonna be the first half of your night. There's gonna be a little intermission in between. And then the second one act show is called Someone's Daughter. A little bit more of a serious tone. Um, it's about three women in drastically different circumstances that meet at a women's clinic in Toronto. And as the hours pass, they each process the events that brought them to that very moment. 
So there's tons of names from the Waterloo region in the cast and crew. Definitely an awesome local production to go out and see. So that's going to be um, two different showings on Saturday. There's one at 1 p.m. and one at 7 p.m. Tickets are pay what you can, but they're asking for a minimum of $10 for general admission and $5 for students. So lots of interesting things going on. Later in the show, we're also going to be giving you our full event rundown if you're looking for some other events going on in town. And speaking of the KW Little Theatre, they've been host to many amazing concerts lately. Last week, Marshall Veroni graced the stage alongside Rachel Hickey for an awesome night of folk singer-songwriter goodness. So we're going to hear a song from them now, actually a duet that they performed together. This song is called Home by Rachel Hickey featuring Marshall Veroni. Hold my breath and I waste no time Cause no one's heart is as hard as mine And in the end I'm a page open Cause I leave nothing unwritten Home by Rachel Hickey featuring Marshall Veroni. Now Marshall is kicking off his East Coast tour this weekend actually. He'll be heading from Kitchener to Ottawa and Montreal, then off to New Brunswick and Nova Scotia over the next couple of weeks. So if you know anyone out there that way, let them know that Marshall Veroni is coming to town. Now, On the Scene is proud to bring in local guests each week to be part of our show and share in discussing all that is happening in the Waterloo Region's arts and culture scene. My first guest tonight is Ben McKay, a Kitchener comedian who has performed in bars, colleges, and comedy clubs all across the country. Ben has been featured at the Guelph Comedy Festival, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and Just for Laughs Toronto. He also produces and hosts Jokes at Jane's, a monthly comedy series right here at Jane Bond. Welcome to On the Scene, Ben. Hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) 
Yeah, we're super excited to have you here. How are you? How's the week been treating you? It's good. Things good. have been good. I uh, I had COVID two weeks ago, so I'm feeling I'm a real person again. I'm okay. Back, I'm back <laughs> out and alive. It's nice. Good. I'm glad. Back in time for the comedy show this weekend. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're from KW, yes. yeah? Have you been here your whole life? Spent any time away? or? Um, I uh, I grew up here for the most part. I was actually born in, uh, in Yellowknife, way up north, but I didn't oh, live there for long. We moved here when I was like five or six. Yeah. So I've been here... I've pretty much my whole life okay and when did you start getting involved in the local comedy scene uh i started in comedy four years ago to nice. just a bit over four years ago and uh I, the kitchener scene i find is really great it was really uh accepting it's a nice it's a small scene so it's easy to break in all the people are really friendly yeah. accepting of new people oh, and there's so many awesome. great venues like like jane bond here they they very early in my comedy career let me pay take sunday nights once a month to do this show so it, it's been really great Nice. Do you remember what your first show was? What was your first, first performance? Ever. It was yeah. um, it was at a place that's now closed downtown Kitchener, the Rhapsody Barrel oh, Bar. Oh yeah, what a great was, spot! Yeah, they used to have a show every Tuesday called Black Ball Comedy, uh-huh. and they still do some shows once in a while, but they, they don't have a, a lot, same a venue for a weekly anymore. Yeah. But uh, that show, I remember, I was so nervous. <laughs> I think I like I had to put my hands in my pockets because my hands were shaking so oh, much. Man. I think I was supposed to do five minutes. I did maybe like three, but yeah. <laughs> like, I did something, and it was fun. And since then, I've been, I've been sold. I've been doing it all the time, trying as much as I can since then. Nice, yeah. What's been the process of like? What was the process of working yourself up to do that first show? You know, were you? doing jokes with friends or at school or or like recording yourself doing jokes yeah, and seeing kinda. how they were going how did that process happen yeah i'd been writing comedy for a couple of years before then i had wanted to do it for a while but mm-hmm. uh, it took me a while to work up the courage also i was uh 18 then so okay. i wasn't even technically allowed in bars when i started <laughs> yeah, so true. I, it took me a while to to learn you were allowed to do it without being old enough to be in the bar technically, yeah, yeah. which some places were a little weird about, but yeah. luckily that wasn't, didn't happen for long. But yeah, I would, just, I would just write jokes and then I would try them on my friends. Mm-hmm. And then eventually my friends were like, it seems like you're preparing this <laughs> for the, it seems like you're bringing up topics on purpose, but... They were, and my friends too, they were very supportive too. I, I, that's what I find about Kitchener and everyone I knew here, everyone's, everyone, whenever someone's in a new band or in a, trying something new, everyone really shows up and goes to see them and support. Yes, 100%. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I just want to take that sound bite and like yeah. put it as a thing. When people are doing new stuff, people are supportive and show yeah, exactly. up. I love that. So uh, you've traveled a ton for comedy um, across Canada. You were in Edinburgh in the summer. I'm wondering, do you ever notice anything different about the crowds when you are traveling to different places or like different yeah, types definitely. of venues? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think um, within Ontario, it's kind of similar, but I, uh, with Kitchener in particular, a lot of a lot of my friends that are Toronto comics that are touring comics more, mm-hmm. they uh, they'll say Kitchener is a really good spot in that it's a good mix of demographics, like mm-hmm. because we have the two universities here. A couple True. colleges, there's a bigger mix of young people. Then there's more the like there's the tech crowd and stuff too. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, whereas some are some other smaller markets in Ontario are not that they're bad, but sometimes it'll lean much older. Especially okay. when you go to a comedy event. Like sometimes you go to uh, like I don't want to say anything bad about any cities, <laughs> but sometimes you go to like like Oshawa or Whitby or something. And sometimes it, it can be. It's nice to come to Kitchener where it, there's. Any show is going to have a, a range of people instead For of sure. just one demographic. Yeah. I think, though, in, um, I found this was my first time going, to, going out of the country mm-hmm. or out of the continent even to go to Edinburgh this year. I mean, the crowds there were such a mixed bag because okay. the, the festival we did was a, uh, it was a, um, it was a big arts festival. Mm-hmm. The Edinburgh Fringe is actually the, the biggest arts festival in the world, I think. Oh, wow. So it was Very mostly cool. tourists, which I was expecting it to be like all Scottish people. <laughs> Just because we were in Scotland, I figured yeah. it was going to be all Scottish crowds. And I'd say most nights it was about half Scottish people, half other tourists from around Europe, and a lot of Asia goes to see this festival. Wow. So it was very fun for me. I was um, I was hosting the shows there. It was for me and uh, and two friends were doing the show together. Cool. So I'd get to start the show and I would do Where's Everyone From? And it was really fun to just pick through and be like, Oh, there's some people from Italy, and then there there were some people from China, and then you just get to kind of 
see how everyone works together. Yeah. Which meant night to night, the crowd, the shows were very different, but it was very cool to see. Yeah, neat. Do you um, do you enjoy doing that sort of crowd work, like just sort of yes, asking yeah. people what they're up to and I then like, working off of that? Yeah, I do like doing that. Um, I find it's a it's a very different skill. Yeah, like I think once I got. When I started comedy, I would never do it. I was too nervous. <laughs> but um, once I started to figure out like what my material was, it's fun to try and talk to other people and see how what their experiences on the same sort of topics are. For sure. So if I want to do a joke about like online dating or something, but it's mm-hmm. fun to go to a couple and be like, "How did you guys meet?" You know, and then you sort of get their experience, and then it makes it feel more natural to go into your own thoughts a lot of the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I I interviewed a comedian earlier this year that also was saying that he loved doing crowd work and like I was getting nervous hearing about it. It was like, you just (laughs) make up jokes on the spot and you have no clue what they're going to say and you just go with it. But yeah, that's amazing that it's something that you can just eventually become really comfortable with and then it can kind of become like almost a trade, not trademark style, but like a style that you really enjoy doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. So um, I'm curious, what do you find, um, what did you like take away from, you know, doing comedy in another country, part of this big arts festival? What were some of the big takeaways for you? What were like any special moments that that stood out? Um, I think for one, the, the one takeaway I had was I was amazed how loyal Canadians are in other <laughs> places because our show was called the Kids of Canada. So it was mm. sort of it was very the marketing was very Canadian. So we had tons of Canadians coming out to the shows and actually a bunch of people from Kitchener. We ended up running oh, into wow. there that were like we didn't even really realize like a girl I went to uh, like elementary school with just happened to show up to that show. We didn't wow. even realize they were both there. So I think uh, from that and also just that nothing's that different. Like there, there mm-hmm. are different references, little things you have to tweak or little, little details that things might, people might not know about a movie mm-hmm. that's really popular here, whatever yeah. that you reference. But for the most part, it's really that comedy is comedy everywhere. People like to laugh. You go and you figure out the little details, but I think the biggest takeaway is this, that you can really go anywhere and mm-hmm. do, do mostly the same stuff. And uh, people tend to respond to it pretty much the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, now, a few years ago, you started stepping into a producer role as well uh, as doing your own bits, putting together a comedy series called Tinder Tales and Jokes at Jane's as well. Uh, I'm curious what made you want to start putting together your own show instead of, or not instead of, but alongside uh, doing your own sets in other people's shows. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, everyone at when you're starting in comedy and when you're trying to get on stage more you have to create your own spaces basically Mm -hmm. because there's there's only so many especially in Canada there isn't a huge comedy club scene like there are comedy clubs here and there but like a city like Kitchener we don't have like a true comedy club in town or anything so you kind of have to just create these independent spaces and Mm -hmm. uh also I mean mostly I started because when you have spots to give other people on shows then they're more likely to give you spots on their shows so it's kind of a reciprocal market in that way yeah. Uh, but I really liked it for the first while. I, I guess I, to be honest, I don't love producing. It's <laughs> like the making Facebook ads and stuff is, yeah. it's not a skill I had before. I really had to learn how to do, mm-hmm. how to do that kind of marketing and how to keep it affordable for the show. But I, I like, I mean, for the first while it's just friends and family would come out and then the show started building from like word of mouth and people, people like this place would, uh, Jane Bond is a big vouch because uh, they have a loyal following. So then people would start to come from that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of snowballed into this big thing that uh, now it isn't even that much work to promote. It kind of nice. people just come back. Yeah. I was going to ask why Jane Bond? Why did you choose this location for your show? I mean, it's so nice. I mean, when, when people talk about producing comedy, the, the things you want in a non-traditional comedy space mm-hmm. is you want people to be able to sit close together and mm-hmm. low ceilings and ideally with tech already set up. And this place has all of that. Perfect. And they're very, I'd say the people that come here are very open to, to hearing different types of opinions with different types of people. Yeah. So, and this is just such a cool space. So I really <laughs> like it here. For sure. Yeah. We love live broadcasting here always. It's a ton of fun. Um, when did the series begin? When did Jokes at Jane's begin? It was, I was thinking about this today, it was no, November 11th in 2019 or 2020 around wow. then. Yeah. I remember yeah. because it was Remembrance Day. That's why okay, I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that first one was, uh, I was so new to producing and stuff. People were very generous with us about uh, mm-hmm. the first one because we were still working out how to do stuff. My parents came to that first one, yeah. which I didn't uh, expect. <laughs> it was a weird one. My Did parents, you have to modify any jokes that well, you were going to tell? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. My parents came to the show. They didn't realize that they were both coming. And yeah. it, it was actually the first time they'd seen each other oh. since getting divorced a couple years before. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was weird, but I didn't go on stage. Like, oh, maybe if I'm funny enough, we'll be a family again. <laughs> didn't really work out that way, but it was a good show. <laughs> it worked out overall. Very memorable, very memorable show. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you hope the audience will come away with after a night at Jokes at Jane's? I think that just that they had fun. That it was a good a good time. That they got to uh, have good drinks and stuff from Jane Bond, and then they get to see some professional comedians, some up-and-coming comedians mm-hmm. at a reasonable price. The, the tickets are $15 on Eventbrite, but I always say if, if that's too much or, like, we used to do pay what you can, but mm-hmm. it's a little easier just to set a price. But if anyone's ever didn't quite have 15 but still wants to come see the show, uh, just message me, and we, we always have discount tickets that we work out. Awesome. And what do you come away with after doing the shows once a month? What do you leave feeling after the night's over? I always love the shows here. I always love, uh, I'm because I'm based out of here, but also Toronto part of the time. Mm-hmm. So I love coming here and I love, uh, I'll always bring some of my friends who are local that I don't see as often. Then we always get to hang out here after. And uh, I think it's just like such a, it's such a nice community. Like I do so many shows where it's just, you go in, you, you do the show and mm-hmm. then you leave and you're really, but I feel like the people here really hang out. People want to come talk to you after the show. And uh, yeah. so it feels, it always feels very warm, very like, very community centered. And, and that it's just a really good show. We really do bring in tons of comedians that have been on like uh, on Netflix and Amazon and Crave. So wow. I think for the price, I think it's about as good as a, a deal you can get. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. So what do you hope 2023 will hold for comedy for you? Any big plans to travel or more shows, collaborations with anyone? Yeah, I'm trying to tour a little more this year. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, In December, we're going to, uh, we're, I'm doing a small Alberta tour. Wow. So I'm going out cool. west, which I've never really toured in that part of the country before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with, with this company called Cowbell Comedy. I'm doing um, some opening sets on, the, on their tour. Which I'm excited yeah. about. I really just want to try and go to more new places, but also try and really focus on keeping the things we've established here strong. And really just for me, it's always about getting new material, going to new places, meeting new people. Nice. So this weekend, like we said, you have another edition coming up of Jokes at Jane. Tell us a little bit about the comedians that will be performing this weekend. Yes. This week... Um, that we have, we have a couple openers coming in from mm-hmm. Toronto. We have um, Abbas Wahab, who he just released an album uh, and a special on YouTube that you should check out. Nice. He, um, I think he went to, I think he actually did go to University of Waterloo way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's got a big following on TikTok and stuff now. And then uh, I think it's my, my friend Jack Hirchfield, who I went to Edinburgh with, is going to be here as nice. well. Nice. Um, was from my West. And then our headliner is uh, Al Val, who's... One of my favorite comedians uh, working in Canada right now. She's so mm-hmm. funny. She's done just blown up in the last couple of years. She did like, since the pandemic. Really, I done. I think I like, did a thing on Crave and did the the new wave of stand up specials on CBC. Wow! So, it really is is a special show. I think this is one of our better lineups in the last six months. Fantastic. Well, folks can get tickets on Eventbrite for $15. Or like you said, if money's a bit of an issue, feel free to send them a message and they'll get you hooked up. The show's at 8 p.m. on Sunday. Yes, 8 p.m. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us, Ben. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so nice to hear more about your story and about this awesome comedy series you've been putting together. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. Well, we're going to listen to another song here, another new addition to our local music library from local hip-hop and R&B artist Holizay with her new song, or not new song, sorry, new to us song, Break It Down. Here it is.
just heard Break It Down by local hip-hop and R&B artist Holizay here on Midtown Radio. Now every week on On The Scene, we'll give you a listing of a ton of arts and culture events happening in KW. For a full listing of the events going on this weekend, you can head to our website later tonight, midtownradio.ca, and check out the posting with live music, DJ sets, movies, comedy shows, dragon burlesque, festivals, markets, and more all around the city. So here are your entertainment listings for the weekend. In comedy at the Rusty Nail Comedy at Can- Crazy Canuck, sorry. On Friday night, you can catch Marito Lopez and Jarrett Campbell. And on Saturday, you can catch Jean Paul. They'll be performing at 8 p.m. and tickets are $25. On Sunday night at Jane Bond, you can catch Jokes at Jane's with headliner Al Val and special guests Abbas Wahab, Jack Hirschfield and host Ben McKay. Tickets are $15 on Eventbrite. And Saturday night at 44 Gockle in downtown Kitchener, After School Arcade presents Invasion of the Evil Twins, an improv comedy show. The show will start at 7 p.m. and the show is all about helping to defend against this scary secret man. <laughs> Tickets are $10 at the door. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. In festivals and markets this weekend, Arabella Park is hosting a Maker's Market on Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5 p.m. They'll have 12 different local craft and artisan vendors over the two days. In films this weekend at our independent cinemas, the Apollo in downtown Kitchener is screening. Clapback Queens presents Carrie, Suspiria, Don't Worry Darling, Cantara, Nosferatu with the live score by the Invincible Czars, 
The Woman King, The Blob, and Poignian Salvin Part 1. At the Princess Original in Uptown Waterloo, you can catch Stars at Noon, Spirited Away, Long Time Running Slash Secret Path, a Downey and Wenjack Fun fundraiser, Miracle Valley, Jennifer's Body, and Clerks 3. And at the Princess Twin, also in Uptown Waterloo, you can see Triangle of Sadness, All Quiet on the Western Front, See How They Run, The Good House, and Pearl. And lastly, at the Civil, you can see Friday the 13th, the 1980 edition, on Saturday night at 10 p.m. In music this weekend, a few of the shows we want to highlight at Aburb Waterloo on Saturday. You can see Midnight Sunset at 8 p.m. At Jane Bond on Saturday night, the Vinyl Retentives presents Super Soul Funk Review, a fun night of DJ tunes starting at 10 p.m. The Jazz Room has two shows going on this weekend. On Friday, the Jacob Durst Quartet with special guest Luis Dennis. And Saturday has Katie Giorgi, the 2022 Juno Award winner for Vocal Jazz Album of the Year. At the Registry Theatre on Friday night, you can catch the second edition of the Mini Festival of Like Instrument Soloists concert. This time is going to be featuring the piano, featuring Raphael Sudan and Casey Sokol. And lastly, at the Yeti Bar on Friday night, you can see Blue Freezy with Trash Puppets at 7 p.m. That's just $10 for cover to get in. And lastly, on the stage this weekend, Pinch Cabaret has their 11th installment of the series on Friday night, featuring a ton of different musicians, comedians, a poet and a playwright, a visual artist, a drag queen, and a singer and producer. Descendants on Saturday night has Sparkle Party, a Halloween costume party and drag show hosted by Crystal Quartz. At Guanakita in downtown Kitchener, you can get some dance classes and a fun night of dancing on Saturday night. They're going to have an Argentine tango class and dance class. The class starts at 8 p.m. and then at 9 p.m. there's going to be dancing all the way until midnight. That's all of our events for this evening. If you want to get more details or check out even more things going on in town, you can head to our website, midtownradio.ca, later in the night and catch all those titles and info one more time. Now, our second guest for this evening has a show that I just mentioned in our rundown, and I'm super excited to be chatting with these two local musicians. Blue Freezy is a two-piece punk band from right here in Kitchener, made up of Zach Schaefer on drums and Wendy Bones on electric guitar and lead vocals. They played their first live show in July of this year and are now making their mark in the local rock scene with their spooky surf riffs and high energy performances. They'll be performing at the Yeti Bar tomorrow night and are here to chat with me now all about it. Welcome to On The Scene, Zach and Wendy. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, very excited to have you here. So, Blue Freezy, your band, is relatively new on the local punk scene. Is this your first musical project, or have you been in other bands before? You go first. It's, it's my first official band that I've played live with. I've always written kind of solo music, but haven't played live in a band before. Zach nice. has, though. What about you? Uh, as a drummer, I, I normally have to like maintain and keep everybody still alive because there's like typically like five drummers I think in like every <laughs> single city. So I've played in a couple of bands before. I'm playing a couple of local ones as well. If you get the chance, just check out our other band. Yeah, no, for sure. Greatest band name, dumbest band name. I don't know which one is which. I like it. I like it. Now I want to ask you about your band name. How did Blue Freezy come about? I I love the name. I can, love can, it. Can you guess what it's from? Guess what it is? I was just going to think because it's the best flavor, so it's a great thing. I don't know. 100% you're right about that. Okay. But Wendy will tell you the real reason. It's got <laughs> nothing to do with food coloring. Okay. <laughs> it's all natural. Um, it's what's cold and blue all over. 
Uh-oh, I don't know. Cold and blue all over. Oh my it's gosh, I'm so spooky. bad at <laughs> A zombie? Pretty I don't pretty. know. You're basically yeah. much okay. before the zombie before <laughs> okay. they come back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a dead person. A dead body. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry about that. Uh-oh. Okay. We're normally from Kitchener, that. but I also from, uh, I think, Mount Hope Cemetery as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, honestly, I we like love the freezy reference, but I also really movies. like that reference. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Okay. That makes more sense because I was seeing on, like, your Instagram that you have this sort of logo of this, like, blue zombie sort of face thing yeah. so I'm assuming that's sort of the connection there or yeah, I found that weird mask it's like a vintage style mask but we love George Romero films so nice definitely like Dawn of the Dead and yeah blue face paint perfect yeah. and uh how did you decide to start making music together and, and make this uh, a project and bring your songs to life what was the catalyst for that? Well, we're a couple, mm-hmm. and we lived together, and through the pandemic, you know, I'd always, Zach had always played music, I had always kind of had songs and written songs, but never really did them publicly, so finally got the courage to ask him to jam with me, and we just started playing together in the house, and once things started opening up again, we booked our first show, and... Well, we start, started originally on just drums and mandolin, and then you just switched over to yeah. guitar at a certain point. Wow. But also, you still play mandolin yourself and other acts, and around Mm -hmm. town Mm -hmm. perfect that's awesome so speaking of your first show um you were part of the long weekend band crawl back in july now i always talk about these band crawl events on our show because they just seem like the coolest thing ever people just hopping around to the different bars all night how was it to be part of that event it was wonderful. We had a great turnout. It was so much fun. Um, it was a lot of energy, like people bopping across the street, yeah. back and forth. And I am, oh, I'm super time. glad you're a big fan of it. It's actually <laughs> something that I started myself oh, with uh, another guy that. in town, okay. uh, Brian Scheid. Like essentially, I run Pink Lemonade Records with some friends mm-hmm. of mine here in town. And the biggest thing we wanted to do is just make something fun that everyone can kind of do. Yeah. Where it's people go from bar to bar like all the time, just drink some beers. But like if you want to see some bands and enjoy some music as well like a choose your own adventure for whatever you want to do exactly yeah it just seems like what a great way to highlight so many bands because i feel like so often there's so many acts playing around town in one night it's like oh which one do i go to they both start at nine or or one starts at eight one starts at eight thirty or something so to specifically program several bands but in really uh you know in close close proximity to each other you can just take in so much great music all in one night to me it's just the best idea because come watch this band then everybody gets to go to the next spot everybody goes to the next spot and then we end everything at pinup arcade and it's such a great spot for everyone just to hang out and have fun exactly yeah so for folks that haven't seen you live uh before how would you describe your music style i know it started with the i told mandolin, you i told you it was coming but <laughs> oh, we talk about this so often question. it's yeah. the classic question yeah well my musical influence i mean you always have your influences and then how you are as a person for sure affects that right so like i love the cramps the misfits mcr b52s it, it does have that surf but there's also like a melancholic sort of um, even like Roy Orbison, like old 50s, mm. 60s kind of music. Um, so yeah, there's definitely like a melancholic kind of feel to it with the surf and then... Well, I've always secretly wanted to play in a surf band and like I try to sneak surf stuff in this, like any songs we play. And for us, it just naturally came together. Yeah. And the fun part is it's like an eclectic mix of anything you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. It's like a haunted house. It could creak. Maybe you'll hear like a shriek. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So, Wendy, you said some of your inspirations. Zach, what are your some of your inspirations when it comes to making music? All for myself, I just want people to have fun and be in, like have a fun time. Like to me, if you're having a good time, people are having a good time as well. But for myself, I think the biggest thing I do for this band is I just always want to play everything maybe a, a little a little bit faster. Okay. Because I just yeah. want to see people dance, people have fun, and to me, as someone if someone's having as much fun as I am having playing, then it's going to be the best night ever. Nice. That's awesome. So I'm going to go back to the the spooky themes and stuff. So you said you're a big fan of, you know, the horror movies. Does that get incorporated into your music? Like, do you find it gets into your lyrics at all? Like, oh, sort of. Yeah. I mean, especially with where I think everybody is at right now. Like this band has been very cathartic through 
a couple of years of isolation and darkness and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I hope that translates and extends to the people watching it as well. Like for, for us playing and writing, it was always something to look forward to and, you know, turn something kind of ugly and mm-hmm. scary into something beautiful. That's what I think art, like the most powerful thing about art is that you can take something horrible and make it beautiful yeah. um, subjectively. <laughs> but yeah that's kind of and then the horror movie influence like we have lyrics like that life is a horror movie because it's like is this a metaphor or is it really happening so it's kind Mm -hmm. of a nice escape there's definitely a fantasy element to the to the songs wonderful well it it must feel good to play these songs live are there any plans to get them recorded anytime soon absolutely yeah Yeah. and i don't want to sound like we're a bummer band like singing about like (laughs) slow songs about zombies like we're a high energy band for sure we're a lot of fun to watch we've been told (laughs) we're a lot of fun to watch we put a lot into what we do like we come to it with a lot of passion and we definitely have plans to record and get some stuff out there we're just excited to play like we have any opportunity we can play, we are more than happy to do it. And we're actually even going to play a show over on the other side of the pond in the next week over in England uh, wow. as we stop by and visit some friends. Oh, yeah. very cool. Spreading the blue freezy love everywhere. It's the best flavor. we got to give it to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm curious, do you have a song that you are most excited to record? I don't know if you want to give away a song title or just describe it, but oh, yeah. are there any that you're like, oh, I can't wait to get that one out into the world that is a great question it is a great question i love all the songs but i think two of them come to mind one is called garbage day for me and i know the other one you're gonna mention that's gonna go up to trash puppets tomorrow so i hope uh joe or jordan's listening at the moment or oscar because it's gonna go out to you guys (laughs) but wendy also wrote this amazing song which i i I want to name it i don't know if it'll actually be named this this at the moment but it's called vhs Mm -hmm. but it's talking about how life is a horror movie okay yeah, exciting. Well, we'll have to uh, keep an eye out for those ones, hopefully, in the future. Oh, you'll be the first one to know. Don't you worry. Yeah, it'll be on Midtown Radio for sure. We need we need more. Well, I, we have quite a lot of the local punk and rock music, but would love to get some Blue Freezy on there, too. Um, so very exciting tomorrow night. You have your second show. It's going to be at the Yeti Bar. Um, what drew you to booking the show for that venue? It's a very like unique space. Like I love that they're doing a bar now as well. We do a lot of shout outs to the Yeti too. So well, what Victoria drew you to that space? And all of our staff there at the Yeti, they're absolutely great. I think they have a really wonderful spot there. Mm-hmm. And to myself, it's a very accessible space for everybody. Everybody feels very welcomed. Everybody really loves it there. And originally actually was a, a conversation that we had, I think, earlier this year mm-hmm. and essentially it was i wanted to do some actually some concerts there we walked out doing some tarot instead for wendy nice. but then the eddie themselves again such great people they love us so much that they want us to do some more shows there so to us it's a great spot to do it and the fun part too it's an all-ages sort of event so mm. whether if you're 19 plus or younger you can come out have fun and enjoy live music and get out and meet people too that's awesome so after playing your first show in the summer, are there things that you plan to like switch up or change for this show? Is there anything that you sort of took away from that first show you think you want to like adjust for the second one now? Well, discussing the Yeti, um, it's a small venue similar to Revive where we played mm. our first show. And what I loved about our first show was we, ha- we invited everyone on stage with us. People were dancing. People oh, were cool. up close in our faces. And that really added a lot of energy to oh, it. Somebody, I think somebody gave me people a back rub the entire time I was playing for a bit. I think that was Cody Banks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. So the Yeti is similar to that where it creates that really intimate space where people are right there and, and mm-hmm. it's, they're all part of it. Um, it's, an inter- it's an interactive show. Everybody gets to be a part of it. It doesn't matter if you're watching or you're playing, you're a part of our show. Yeah, that, that was what I learned really playing the first show going into the second one is it's important to have people involved. Um, a couple songs maybe that don't work as well live or things you want to change, but I mean, we just had so much fun. I think that's... Well, I think you're just a perfectionist. You want it to be as perfect and as like beautiful as possible fun and perfect for sure (laughs) there can be a good balance there (laughs) um now one last question if you could pick a dream venue to play whether it's like realistic dream or just like larger scale dream where would you love to perform your music live asbury lanes new jersey okay that was a very fast answer (laughs) it's a bowling alley that is also Oh, that's a great. Punk I, I already love oh, that. Oh, fun. Similar cool. to Palisade and Okay. What, like I like I am I am a big fan of like very ridiculous venues. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is a cop out, but 
Maybe we'll play there, maybe we'll never will, but Pinup Arcade here in town, to me, is one of the best sort of spots for live music. If you want to enjoy it, also have fun, grab a beer, do anything you want while you're there. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure for whatever you want to do. And nice. to me, it's great when you can watch music, enjoy yourself between the bands, and anything else that you ever want to do when you're there. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure you'll make it happen. Um, so for the show tomorrow night, uh, it's going to be at the Yeti Bar with the Trash Puppets. Uh, were they a band that you're friends with? Or They're how lovely did you come friends of ours them? from London. So uh, they run a house venue called Probably House in London. They do a lot of local shows. Unbelievably great people. Uh, when we put together our show, it was just a conversation between Wendy and I of who else will pay and I think that was like probably the first name that came out right away. And they're an absolute yes as soon as we asked them. Well, we just saw them for the first time in July when Zach's other band, Yano For Sure, was playing at the Probably mm-hmm. House. And they, they had like makeup, like face paint, and they were so fun and energetic. And I thought like that would be a great pairing. So. Oh, to me, they're, they're great guys. They write great music. And their banter is by far the best banter yeah, I've ever heard silly. a band ever Yeah, they're silly. They're having fun while say. they're doing it. Like, nice. you really, you enjoy it. Yeah. And we had them down, actually, for the last band crawl uh, in October for okay. the Thanksgiving weekend. They were actually playing at Pinup. People absolutely love them. I think they're a mm-hmm. great band, and they're a band you should really watch out to see. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a really great show tomorrow. Doors are at 7, and it's $10 cover. Can people grab tickets in advance, or is it just... You just come to the door, you hang out, pay what you can too. If you don't have 10 bucks, that's no problem. You pay whatever you can. We just want you to come out and have a good evening. Sounds good. Oh, well, thank you so much, you two, for chatting with me. It's so nice to hear more about your story and the the music that you're making. Super excited to see where things go next. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. Well, we're going to hear now from the Trash Puppets, actually. Get a little taste of what tomorrow night's going to be with their song called Stucco. band trash puppets they'll be joining blue freezy tomorrow night at the yeti bar doors are at 7 p.m and it's ten dollar cover or pay what you can for an awesome night of music
Now we're almost towards the end of our show here on Midtown Radio. We have been broadcasting live on location from Jane Bond all night long. Always such good vibes here. There's some fun colored lights above me. There's awesome drinks around me and lots of people coming in and out. It's quite full for a Thursday night. So we always love coming to Jane Bond and doing some special events here. Before we wrap up our show, there is one more event I want to give a little shout out to here. So Pinch Cabaret is having their 11th installment of the series this weekend. And if you haven't heard of Pinch Cabaret, it is basically a fantastic um, variety show. It happens at the Button Factory in Uptown Waterloo. There's six different acts and they always range from comedians, musicians, poets, drag queens, burlesque. One time they had a wine sommelier on there. One time they had a chef that was cooking dumplings. So there's always lots of interesting curated acts um, at Pinch Cabaret shows. This next one is happening Friday night at um, 8 p.m. And the acts that are going to be on this weekend are Becky Johnson, a comedian, Fauna, an experimental pop musician, Kiran Myers, a poet and playwright, Alina Orav, a visual artist, Antique Doll, a drag queen, and James Chapesky, a singer and producer. So if you're looking for a night of, you know, sitting, listening to some different acts and stuff, and honestly, a lot of laughs, Pinch Cabaret is a lot of fun to check out. You can grab tickets on Eventbrite. They have some tiered pricing options so you can find the, the price that works best for you. Well, that is all the time we have for On The Scene tonight. Thank you so much to our sponsors, the Downtown Kitchener BIA and the Uptown Waterloo BIA for their support in making this show happen every week. On The Scene is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Matt Rappolt, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. And special thanks to my guests, Ben McKay and Zach and Wendy from Blue Freezy. You can tune in next week for another show highlighting all of the great arts and culture events happening around town. And later in the evening, check out our event listing on our website, www.midtownradio.ca. Well, until next week, I'm Alison Dijak, and this was On the Scene. <laughs>